This is Buccaneers Total Access. He's hit, he's crunched, he's clobbered by Gerald McCoy. Wow! Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Your friend on the digital frontier. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint. Celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday to you. Thanks for joining us this evening. We are live from Hooters on Hillsborough. And, man, I am so excited to have this guest with us today. We have none other than the famous, the glorious, the wonderful Alan Cross. Oh, I ain't that famous. Come on now. I mean, you're getting there, man. You're getting <laughs> there. You may just be a, a Tennessee boy. But now, I mean, you're an NFL player, and you are a guy that, that the NFL path was not the normal one, and we're going to get no. into that later. It's a pretty amazing story if you haven't heard it. Uh, I can't wait to get into that with him, and we're going to get into uh, the game this last Sunday, the one coming up, and everything about who Alan Cross is, and we always want to take your questions. You can send those in using hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or I'll give you those phone numbers where you can chat with Alan yourself, Hillsborough. 813-990-4620, Pinellas, 727-461-4620, and toll-free, 888-546-4620. So let's get into the game yesterday a little bit. Uh, I, I have to imagine that's a weird game to be a part of and to be watching, especially be part of the offensive side of things when you have so many yards and only are able to get three points. Yeah. What was it that, that either the Redskins were doing or what wasn't working for you guys that you'd get all the way down there, tons of yards, and then just trying to punch it in wasn't happening? Well, you know, it's just little things. Uh, turning the ball over, obviously, in the red zone is going to hurt you. And um, just uh, just little things like sitting in, sitting down in the holes and things like that and just making easy throws. Uh, Fitzy could hit Mike on one in the end zone. Uh, you know, he threw it too low. But it, just things like that and just everybody be on the same page when we get down there. Does it feel like stuff like that gets to be a little bit contagious almost where if a little thing goes wrong, yeah. it starts to feel like it just snowballs a bit? Yeah, and then you feel like you're just like, oh, here we go again. But right. we just, we just got to figure out how to, to overcome that feeling and, and just come together as, as a family and as a team. What are the things that can help you snap out of something like that to make sure it doesn't continue to snowball? I mean, is it what you're doing on the field? Is it on the sidelines? Is it in the huddles? What I can think you do? it's just getting the first, just getting the first win, just getting on that roll, and you know, just taking that first step to to at least start to at least try to get on a run or you know or you know just just whatever it is, but just getting the first win for sure. So that you can start packing a mm-hmm. few in there, yeah, winning yeah. multiple in a row. All right, we got our first caller on the line, Matthew from Valrico. What's up, Matthew? Matthew. Hello. Hey there, Matthew. What's up, Matt? Hello. Uh-oh. Hey, Matt. Sounds like Matt can't hear Hey, us. hey, Alan. Oh, How there you we go. doing, man? I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, I and, you, um, yes, sir, I think that the Madden really tried you on the ratings. Not too happy about that. <laughs> I, I hope that we can stomp on the 49ers when they come to town because I can't stand their fan base. <laughs> and, Casey, I got you to fix the Tampa Bay side, so now we need to get a better DJ in there, get some more hip-hop going, a little 80s, a little disco action. Oh, yeah. So we need a new DJ in the stadium. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I like see what Matt. I can do. Yeah, Matt. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks for the call, man. That's pretty great. I love that he was he's a big love fan Matt. of yours. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, And Matt. he brought yeah. up the Mad, your Madden score. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is? I have no idea what it is. I don't is. either, it's but probably, it sounds like it's not very good. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like 40-something. I don't know. 40-something. <laughs> I want to know what the awareness score is. That's always one of my favorite yeah. ones. It basically sounds like you're a blind bat running around if it's not very high, <laughs> like you're just running into other people. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we were talking a little bit about getting in the, you know, in the red zone in particular, and you talked about how costly turnovers in the red zone can be. In general, what makes the red zone so tough? I mean, that you can just fly down the field, get tons yeah. of yards, and then the red zone is just such a different beast. I mean, I know the idea of working on a short field, but uh-huh. what is it about the red zone that can be so tough, and, and what are the ways that you feel like you guys can turn that around a bit? Well, it's like you said, we're working on a short field, so really everything's condensed, so really uh, safety can uh, you know help with, with the corner with Mike and, you know, and things like that. So I think a lot of it is just spreading the guys out when we get down there or just, you know, just – Running right at them and running up the middle, or just whatever's working for that day. You know, uh, you know, during the Redskins, we would spread them out, and we got down there, we just couldn't finish. All right, we got our next caller on the line, Tommy from Point Pleasant. What's up, Tommy? Tommy. Hey, Casey, how you doing? How you Great. doing, there, Alan? Doing good, Mr. Tommy. How are you? Hey, Alan, I, I met you at one of the training camps. I'm friends with Bobby V, your ex roommate from Memphis. Do you remember? Oh, talking yeah, I know, to you? yeah, I know, Bobby. Yeah, man, and we had him play ball together. Yeah, well, I met you going into the gate. Uh, uh-huh. I sent you down a 9-11 shirt. By happened, you, did you get you receive the shirt? 
I, I believe so. Yes, sir, I did. I appreciate it, Mr. Okay, Mr. I'm the guy that said, Miss Casey knows who I am, so hopefully she says good things about me. Oh, yeah, uh, she does. I come, I come down as many games as I can, but I'm on the injured list right now with some eye problems. Yes, sir. But I'm going to try to get up to the game at MetLife this weekend. Yes, sir. But, uh, well, I'll be there, brother. A... I appreciate it. And I know you, you play hard, and I'm uh, I'm just wondering how the team is feeling. Uh, how do you guys, you know, stick together? Do you guys talk about the losses, or you just try to move on? Well, you just try to learn from it, and you know, you try to learn from your mistakes and communication. You know, we had a we had a lot of uh, miscommunication in the last couple of games. In this game, we we communicated a lot better. So you just build on things like that and just go from there. And uh, I was wondering, I thought that was good that he brought up the idea of how you guys kind of handle, you know, when there's some losses piling up. What are the the things that you guys do as a team to try to make sure that the morale is still what it needs to be? You know, is it up to some of the leaders on the team? Is it everybody? Yeah. What's what's the strategy there? It's really the old guys and, you know, really everybody, but mostly the old guys, you know, just bringing the team together and, and you know, just like I said earlier, just playing as a family and, you know, communicating and everybody being on the same page and, and buying into the program and just keep chugging along. And we were talking about turnovers, and, and those really have been largely the story of the season in so many ways. And um, I was thinking about how there's so many rules about practice and mm-hmm. how few times you guys can really be going full speed contact yeah. and um, just how, how limited you are in that sense. I feel like turnovers might be one of the ways that that is most evident where it can be challenging to practice ball security or yeah. things like that. Is, that. is that fair? And what are some of the ways that you guys can really emphasize in practice the ability of, of ball security and, and not turning the ball over? Well, the defense always practices stripping it, even on scout teams. So that's always a plus, and, and it helps us offensive guys. And can't really go after the quarterback, you know, with strip sacks and things like that. So you kind of just hopefully it doesn't happen on Sundays. And uh, well, we do drills every, every Wednesday that, you know, running through bags and having guys punch the ball out and things like that. So. I mean, every team, you know, basically has their own ball security drills. Yeah, that's true. Um, how about the idea of third down? That was an area that you guys did a great job offensively, mm-hmm. was converting on third down yesterday. So what was really working there? I think uh, a lot of it was Fitzy scrambled pretty good and, you know, kept the play alive on a couple of them. You know, they was dropping uh, two deep. They was playing the coverage. It's called two wild, basically two man, and just dropping everybody. It was leaving Quiz wide open underneath. and. He was just finding him every time. So, you know, him and him and Quiz had a pretty good day together. Yeah, and I thought about that, that, you know, we talk about how many offensive weapons you guys have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just incredible, the number of pass catchers. And then you have a day where you have two guys go over 100 yards. Yeah. It's not Deshaun. It's not Mike. Yeah. It's not Cam. It's not a, just the fact that it, it, there is an yeah. endless amount of people that can just any given day go off yeah. for 100-plus yards. What does that say about this offense, and, and what is it like to, to be a part of that offense, to watch it day in and day out and see just the talent level? Yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, it's, it's, it's like who's it going to be today? Is it going to be, like you said, Mike, OJ? Is it going to be Cam, Quiz? You know, who is it? But uh, it's always good to see guys like that, you know, come in and, and make a good impact uh, and, and just really uh, proceed to, to lead this team in, in a good way like Quiz is doing. What have you learned from some of the other guys that are such good offensive weapons on the team? I mean, you've had at least a couple of them your whole time of being yeah. on the team, and then you've added more and more each year as well. So what are the things that you get to watch and practice or on film and, and learn from those guys? How have they rubbed off on you? I think the real, the biggest guy is Vincent Jackson, you know, my rookie year coming in and, and seeing the guys like Mike learn from him and, you know, guys like Chris Goblin learning from Mike now and, and, you know, Justin Watts learning from Mike and, you know, Hump and all those guys. And it's just re- it's real cool to see that because Mike works works his butt off every day. I've never seen a guy work work that hard every day to be such a star player like he is. So I mean that's really kudos to to Vjack and uh, and you know the guys like that when I was my rookie year. I, I forgot who else was there. Oh, uh, uh, I, it'll come to me in a minute. Hold on, we'll get okay. back to it. We'll come get to back to that when I love. But it, that is a cool idea to think that. Everyone at one point was the the rookie coming in, learning yeah. from the older guys, and uh-huh. then eventually they hope yeah. to become the old guy that you exactly. learn from. Where are you on the scale now? You've you've been uh, here a few years. Are you which one are you here? I'm kind of in the middle. I'm yeah. kind of like the old guy, still the young guy. So I'm, I kind of get you know uh, bugged out a little bit by Donovan. You know those guys like that. They kind of because they are still a year ahead of you. Yeah, you know you, you still give them their their due where where your credit's due. So. That's pretty funny. It is what it is. But you're not a rookie anymore. So <laughs> nope, I'm are not, you a person a who uh, gives grief to rookies? Like you nah, kind of no. Nah. I like we was talking about Tanner. You know, I, I took him under my wing when he first got here. You know, try to treat him as a little brother. None, none of the haze and none of them making him do no, ridiculous not, things. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not just to, just maybe bringing some snacks or some yep. food here and there. I use Starbucks. I use to see it. Star oh Starbucks. Starbucks. That's the rookie duty yep. for you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, Tell me about some of those offensive weapons that you guys have and what you really see from them and why they're so successful. Some of the guys, and maybe we can start especially with Cam and O.J. because they're 
you know, your position group and you see them more often than probably anybody else. What are some of the things that they do really well and that you've seen that makes them so successful? OJ's really got better at running routes for sure because from last year to this year, him and Cam, I think he's watched Cam a lot and learned from him and Coach Steele working after practice and timing and things like that, especially on seam routes. We hit him a lot, a lot more this year on, on play action seam routes up the middle, and he's got real good at that. How about and uh, how about Cam? What have you seen from him in terms of what's made him so successful to be able to teach that to OJ? I think Cam is just real good at getting open. You know, he's not the fastest. You know, he's not the biggest and things like that. He's just real good at finding the open area and, and getting a real good feel with, with Jameis and Fitzy on how they're going to throw the ball and where they're going to throw it away from the safeties and how they're playing. Which is huge. And how about you? How do you feel like you've changed since you came into the NFL? I've gotten better at, at blocking and feeling the running back, you know, being the running back more and, and taking the fullback role as, as, a, as a running back's perspective where I never did in college and things like that and, and learning more about coverages and just, just trying to get a better perspective of the offense as a whole. And you are a very versatile and different type of tight end, and I think that the tight end position seems to be one that has evolved as much as any other in recent years in the NFL when teams now don't tend to have a fullback as, as much as they used to back in the day. And, I mean, yeah. Tampa fans are also, you know, they know the Mike Allstutz yeah. and all those guys that mm-hmm. it's just changed so much where sometimes you are almost in that role of, of the halfback type yeah. position, but then you're also going out, splitting out wide. I mean, it's and then, and then blocking a ton. It's just such an interesting tight end role that you have taken mm-hmm. specifically. So how do you feel like that has helped you stick around on this team and, oh, and yeah. just is, is that what do you think it is the versatility oh, yeah, tremendously you know the more you can do the better obviously and i always say i can long snap you always keep that in your back pocket that's yeah. what i you know, I walked on to memphis as a long snapper so the more you can do the better even on special teams for sure yeah which and that's also served you well so where do you feel like your biggest contributions to the team have been over the course of your career and then in, in this season i was just saying being able to fill in you know just being versatile i guess you know like last year oj and cam got hurt and it was basically me and Anthony, you know, the last two games of the season, and I thought me and him did pretty well stepping in for those two guys. So just being able to fill in when time's due and when my number's called. Yeah, which is huge. I, does that change for you how much you have to know about the playbook oh. or in practice and in film sessions? I imagine is does that make it more challenging for you? Yeah, you know, you basically just try to learn everything and, and how everything works and whether if you don't know what it is, you kind of just put the whole offense together, you know, put the whole play together in your mind right quick and just kind of figure out what, what route it is, what protection it is, where the mic point is, just things like that. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break here on Buccaneers Total Access with Alan Cross, and this is going to be a great show. Like he mentioned a couple of things. We're going to get into who he is, the personal side of Alan Cross. I know you guys have tons of questions for him. Use that hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or give us a call. Hillsboro, 813-990-4620. Pinellas, 727-461-4620. And toll-free, 888-546-4620. We're going to have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. When it comes to cancer, defense isn't always the right strategy. You have to be willing to go on the offensive, to attack it relentlessly, like Moffitt Cancer Center. Standing up to it with the same courage Moffitt sees in every cancer patient they treat. That's why Moffitt is working every day to outsmart cancer. Not just react to it, but to get ahead of it. Which is the best way to win. To see stories of courage, visit moffitt.org slash courage. Moffitt. Proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a kid, I used to wish. Someday, I'm going to play in the NFL. And I hoped. Someday, I'll be a first-round pick. And I dreamed. Someday, I'll be a pro bowler. Because someday holds so much hope for all of us. As the exclusive hospital of the Buccaneers, Florida Hospital supports everyone who believes in someday. And someday soon, Florida Hospital will be Advent Health. Get the most out of your next trip to the beach with FloridaBeachInsider.com. You'll find expert picks to help you choose the best beach for your interest, plus insider tips to guide you to convenient places to park, eat, or grab a drink, and deals on places to stay. From dog beaches to family-friendly spots, Trust the locals at FloridaBeachInsider.com to tell you what you need to know before you go. 
When your young athlete is injured and needs help getting back in the game, who do you turn to? The Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa specializes in providing your child the best pediatric physical and occupational therapy and protecting your child's recovery to help prevent future injury. Focusing only on children and young adults, Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa wants to get your athlete back in the game and back to playing the sports they love. Learn more at HopkinsAllChildrens.org. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Thanks again for joining us. We are live at Hooters on Hillsboro. We're here every Monday with a different player from 5 to 6. Make sure you come hang out with us. You can get some autographs, some photos. That was happening during the commercial break. I always love when our Bucks fans come out to support us. And we have Alan Cross here with us. Still plenty of time for you to get your questions in for him. Hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or give us a call. And we have a caller on the line right now, Tony from Sarasota. What's up, Tony? Tony. Hello, Mr. Cross. Uh, just a quick question. Uh, What's your favorite thing about being part of the Buccaneers organization? And what's one thing that you would like to see change next year? Thank you. Or this year. I would say the, the biggest cool thing is just being in the NFL, really. You know, just being uh, being able to meet guys like Jameis and guys like Mike and, and on the other teams, Cameron Jordan, you know, Luke Keegley, those guys going up against those guys is probably the biggest excitement I get from it. And I think uh, going in the future, I feel like uh, – what needs to be changed the most, I guess, is just coming together as a family, I guess, and, and as a team better and just finishing the games and not turning the ball over. And that's the biggest things for sure. He called you Mr. Cross. Do you feel fancy? Yeah, I feel kind of old now. You feel <laughs> Which is great. You're only what? How old are you? 25. 25. You're ancient. You're right. Uh, okay, so we have – I want everybody to get to know you a little bit more. I've actually wanted to have you on this show for years now, and we finally had the chance, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited oh, about yeah. it. So um, <laughs> you have said how you know that you don't look like a normal NFL player. Oh, yeah, I definitely know. I've been told that multiple times. <laughs> Do you agree with it, or have you just been told that a, mul- about a bunch of times? I eventually just figured out just to live with it. <laughs> it is what it is, you know. So uh, – do people believe you when you say that you play in the NFL if they are so saying, oh, you don't look like an NFL player? Yeah, at first, when I first meet somebody new and I tell them they're, you know, they kind of look at me funny. but They think know, you're just, you're making it up? I'm, I, I'm kind of bigger than the average person, I guess, but I feel like I'm small compared to everybody in the locker room. But, you know, we, we all have our differences and <laughs> we all make it to where we are for, for a good reason. I mean, I feel like it's great that you, you don't look like that in some ways because I bet it lets you be way more anonymous in public. Yeah. I said uh, the other day, I said I was the John Stockton of the Dream Team. <laughs> well, nobody knows who he is, but he's on the Dream Team. That's a great point, that he can just walk in any yep. store and nobody knows. Nobody Do knows. you get recognized in public? No. Uh-uh. Never. Every, every now and then somebody will be like, hey, you know, look at me. You look familiar, whatever. But <laughs> you look, that's, that's the closest you get. Like, oh, Alan, what's up, man? You know, I, Never happens. No, no, not really. Do you wish it happened? Uh, at first, I, at first it bothered me. I was like, well, you know, cool, I'm playing NFL. Like, won't they say to me? And now I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Hey, guys, how's it going? That's you know. so great. So, in other words, everyone listening, go look it up what Alan Cross looks like. <laughs> and then now you're going to know when you're around Tampa, if you see him, go say hi and immediately know who he is. Would that make your day? Uh, I mean, I guess, but it, it won't bother me that bad, to be honest with you. That's pretty funny. Well, do you remember the first time you uh, you signed autographs? Yeah, it was training camp, really, and I was they were like I was, you know, Jameis and like I was like Mike and you know those guys they treated me like I was one of them it was pretty cool really that's awesome yeah. and you we you brought up a little bit of your story to getting here part of part of why people didn't know who you were is that you didn't have the conventional entrance to the NFL yeah. top, no not the top round draft pick not the five star recruit out yeah. of high school mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned that you walked on to Memphis as a long snapper but you actually even before that you you weren't a long snapper. Even before that, well, you were a linebacker in yeah, high school, right? I played linebacker, middle linebacker in high school. And then what happened from there? How did you, did you think you had a chance to play linebacker in college, or what was that process like? Well, I was going to walk on at Murray State, or I mean take a, a half a scholarship at Murray State or walk on to Arkansas State, and then Hugh Freeze said I wasn't that good, so I just said, you know, whatever, I'll stay home at Memphis. So I walked on, walked on to Memphis as a long snapper, uh, my first year, I just did you know tight end drills here and there, just scout team defense, and uh, went up against Ron Leary every day. He plays for uh, Denver now, and which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, 
But And then Fuente got there the year after that and asked me if I want to play tight end. I said, sure. And ever since then, I started every game and just went on from there. So did I also hear that after Hugh Freeze told you you'd never play D1 ball, you'd never be that good, yeah. that you got a chance to play him later? Yeah, I scored my first touchdown when he was at Arkansas State. We played him at their place. And then when we beat Ole Miss at our place was my last touchdown against him. So your first and last touchdowns were against him. Yep. That is pretty cool. Did that factor into that game before the game started in your mind? Kinda, yeah, kind of, but, you know. It, I mean, of course it does. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. All right, we got our next call on the line. Turner from Pennsylvania. What's Turner, up, Turner? Turner, Turner. Not much, Alan. How you doing? Doing good. Turner, how are you? I'm doing good. I just wanted to call and say that I, I love your playing style. I love when we use you as the fullback because it's kind of a lost cause in today's NFL. But I just love you coming out of the backfield and the way you take on the linebackers in the hole is kind of a lost cause nowadays. And I just wanted to say hi and just keep up the good work and we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough. We sure will, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your, uh, you know, following us and, and keeping staying with us, brother. I appreciate it. I love it. The, the fans love you. It's so great. The fans yeah. are loving some Allen Cross. Cool. All right, we got Rob from Northport on the uh, line. What's up, Rob? What's up, bro? Yeah, hey, definitely, uh, Alan. You definitely are a, a fan favorite around here. I remember when you uh, when you uh, got your first touchdown, and I got two questions for you. Uh, first one uh, for when you score your next touchdown: Do you have any celebration, like a team celebration, in your back pocket? Because I know all the guys uh, rally around you. Yeah. And then question number two: um, What are your when when I'm watching the special teams? What are your special teams duties? Can you explain them for everybody? And I'll yeah, hang up sure. and listen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like the next touchdown is, is going to be moonwalking maybe, hopefully. <laughs> That's we'll going to be tough in yeah, cleats. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I might make it look good. You, you of know, course you will. We'll figure it out. Maybe that. And uh, on special teams, on punt team, I play slot. So basically just protecting the wide field and, and kind of closing in on it and kick off kind of the same thing, play the three and, and kind of fold in and squeeze on the backside. And, and a punt return, just really block whoever schemed up rush, you know, whoever – Whoever uh, coach puts me on that week, just try to block it, block them and just hang on. Yeah, that's a good strategy. Just hang on. Just hang on and I run with them. Special teams is the area that I think people tend to know the least about what is being asked of a lot of the players out there. Mm-hmm. That especially when on TV, ball gets kicked and you can't even see Damn. so many of the guys out there. Uh-huh. What are the hardest parts of that job? Uh, a lot. It's it's a lot easier now because you know the new rules. You know, on kickoff, you you got the one yard rule, so you got to be stationary before he kicks it. Where, you know, my rookie year and last year, and you know, years before that, you could put six guys to one side, motion. You, you really could do everything, get a five to t- or I think yeah, five yard head start. Where, where now you got to you can still hide your safeties. I think identifying. So answer your question. I guess would be identifying where the safeties are. You know, figuring out on kickoff return, figuring out your count system, who we're going to double team the three. But you got to do it quick. So Washington last week, for instance, they broke the huddle late and hid their safeties. So mm. I guess that that probably probably that's the hardest thing. That's interesting. Uh, and going back to your time at Memphis, um, I, I just love this idea that you ended up walking on as a long snapper. How did you in, like? You said that you kind of you're just doing scout teams of helping out. Is that how they really found out that you would be good at tight end? I don't know, to be honest with you. I kind of was just doing it one day, really, doing pat and go, like we do warm-up before the game, just doing that, and just kind of was like, hey, you want to play? I'm you like, want to sure. give it a shot? Yeah, I was like, sure. Can I get a, is it a chance to earn a scholarship? And they're like, yeah. So sign sign me, up. me up, yeah. Sign me up, and we came, went in the third string that spring and then came out the starter, started, started every game. So what year did you start? I graduated in 11, so 2012, I redshirt was my redshirt year, so 13 was my redshirt freshman year, so that was my first year playing. That's crazy. So you, were, how long were you there as just a long snapper before you got to be a tight end? The 2012 season. Just the one year, okay. My redshirt year. Uh, so then you were in this, the scholarship, and you played tight end, and then you set all these records. It's not like you just, oh, like, oh, now he can play tight end. You set records for catches, yards, and touchdowns for a tight end at Memphis. Yep. That's incredible. Like, what did that feel like to you in that moment as you started breaking these records, realizing how how quickly yeah. your your football fortune essentially changed it there? It was crazy. You know, I never thought about it. I never thought about going to college. You know, my dad went to a two-year school. Uh, I don't I don't believe my mom went to college, so it's kind of, you know, it is what it is. never really thought about it and just kind of just started happening. And, you know, God bless, you know, God bless it and, you know, I did it for a reason, and so it is what it is. Hopefully it gets broken. I know the two guys there now, 
They're they're pretty good tight ends, so they might break some of the records. Hopefully not all. Of them. Are you gonna? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you gonna be a little sad if they break some of your records? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, but it's records are meant to be broken. There you go. Meant to be broken. So what did you think when you you weren't sure if you'd get to go to college? What was your plan? What was your hope for what you were gonna do? I have no idea, really. I couldn't tell you to be honest with you. I never really thought about it. Probably be a fireman somewhere. I don't know. A fireman. I like yeah. that. But then when you did go to Memphis, uh, you majored in chemistry? Yep, got a chemistry degree. I feel like that is so surprising and so awesome <laughs> when you're just kind of like, eh, college. Oh, chemistry. Like, that's pretty serious. Yeah, it was a tough, it was, it was a tough long road for sure. I'd have to go to labs after practice from like 7 to 10 at night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah. then you even started a master's program, at least when it was your senior year. Did you finish it? Or? Yeah, I know. I was halfway done with it before I came here. So. Do you feel like you'd go back and finish that? I don't know about that. It's yeah. been three years since school, so I don't I don't know. Maybe one day. I might pay somebody to do it for me. No, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What was your reasoning for uh, chemistry and starting the master's? What was the, the thought process? I wanted process? to teach high school and coach football. So was, science and math is the easiest way to, to get a teaching degree if you want to be a coach. So I just picked chemistry. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you feel like that's still what you would want to do post-football? You always got that in your back pocket, you know. So maybe one day if, if all else fails, you always keep that door open. Yeah. We're talking to Alan Cross here on Buccaneers Total Access. Uh, do you feel like if you had not gotten – if you hadn't stayed on the Bucks roster, you would be a teacher and a coach right now? I'd probably be a college coach. I don't know about a teacher. I don't, yeah. know, if, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. The whole chemistry I'd, thing, I'd not so much. Back, I'd have to go back to school and do, like, teacher's ed yeah. and, and – figure out all that and do take the practice and all that for sure what kind of coach would you be would you be really harsh <laughs> would you be fun loving uh, I, I have a hard time imagining I'd, you I'd being harsh be a, little, a little bit of both yeah maybe a little harsh but not too bad i have a hard time imagining this because you're you're kind of a goofball yeah. so i'm i know i'm I not know. sure that i see the team really taking harsh alan cross <laughs> seriously we would have some good practices. I know that. Yeah. It would be fun. Yeah, you'd have some it's fun gonna practices. Fun. It's going to be fun. That would that. Pretty, be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were getting scouted by the Buccaneers or anybody, what what did they say to you when, when the team brought you in, when they started including you and stuff? What did some of the scouts and coaches say to you about what made them bring you in after you didn't get drafted? Uh, I didn't really didn't get brought in. I just got phone calls, really, and I didn't really know who, who I was talking to, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, they just said their name, and they was from – so-and-so organization just said they was looking at me and said, all right. But a lot of the guys said, you know, I played hard. You know, I finished plays in, in college and kind of just fit in where, where I needed to fit in at the right times. You know, uh, with Fuente's offense, I, I kind of was a, a fullback slash tight end every play. So I kind of was a, a run pat, you know, on a run play, read play. I was, you know, the first option, and sometimes they would pop it to me and I would run run. You know, 40 or 50 yards every time and, you know, just, just finishing plays like that downfield. That sounds like that prepped you perfectly for being, like you said, that versatile guy here yeah. that that offense prepared you really well. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what is the draft? what was the draft process like for you? Did you think you had a chance to get drafted? And then I think a lot of people don't know about the process when the draft ends, like you said, yeah. all those phone calls. So what was that whole process like? Well, I was, you know, just sitting on the couch and, you know, I got a phone call at the end of the draft and uh, my agent said that she signed me with the Bucks and went and hit golf balls. <laughs> that's how it went that's it's like so just anticlimactic in so many ways that's exactly what happened i went hit golf balls at putt putt place <laughs> <laughs> that's so great what was the, what was the, the thought process then i mean you get that news i mean i just never planned on doing it so it was just like well, you know we'll see what happens did you think you'd make the team no really no i, I didn't think i would but you know i did and they, i got cut the first <laughs> first week First week I made it, I got cut that Friday. So, Which I think a lot of people may not even know is that you've been cut multiple times now. I've been now. cut twice, but, you know, it, it's a business. It's, it's definitely a business side to it, but you kind of learn that as you go. It's got to be really challenging to be one of the, the bubble guys in that sense of where you've mm-hmm. you've been cut a couple times. And how do you deal with that just emotionally, mentally, of the uncertainty with all of it? The first time it, it gets you, but then, you know, it, the second time and the times after that, it kind of just like, all right. It is what it is. This is just, this is how it goes. That's so crazy. And what do you feel like it it has been about you? Besides, I mean, I know we talked about your your versatile, but for this team, I mean, I remember this year, coach was saying that you know you'd done enough that you weren't on the bubble. That you know he said that at one of the press conferences of I think you know Allen's done enough to make this team. And what what is the value you bring overall besides just the fact you can play multiple positions? What is it that keeps you? hanging around this team and constantly bringing value? Uh, just multiple positions on special teams, too. You know, obviously on offense, 
I can play a little tight end on the ball, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. going up against, you know, the big guys. You know, I'm not the biggest, but I can hopefully hold on long enough to get the running back through on the ball. But like like on special teams, I could be put up front and I could be put in the back where I could, where Anthony plays on kickoff return, I can do that. So just, just things like that, really playing everywhere. And when you finally, when you made the team, you get, or you get your first NFL paycheck, mm-hmm. what would you do with it? I paid off my student loans. <laughs> so awesome. I feel like people forget there are NFL players that had student loans. Yeah, I had $40,000 in student loans. Because of that, the walk-on time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. That's well, so crazy. Uh, did you do any splurge purchases besides that? Uh, I was, this all season, I bought a truck and I bought my dad a house. So That's awesome. Well, I bought him a house. It's my house. Oh. He knows it's my house. <laughs> so he's living in it. He gets to live in your he house. Okay. That's for, are you a good landlord? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're decent. I don't charge them too much. Good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that really, like, a truck and, and the house yeah. are the only purchases. You're, you're not a real fancy guy. No. Is that this, fair? This jacket is Coach Odoms. He's the head coach at Missouri now. He gave this to me, like, my junior year. You're, you're <laughs> Yeah, it says his name on it. You, you basically stole the coach's jacket. No, no, no. It's, it's when he got the head job. That's true. He wasn't somewhere. he wasn't at Memphis but anymore, so he, yeah, he gave, gave you the he jacket. Gave clothes, yeah, this yeah is, I so. still remember uh, when you were first on the team. I think one of my first times that I ever met you, you were wearing camo sweatpants and camo Crocs. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's it's basically the Allen Cross uniform, and yep, right yeah. now the camo Crocs are still there. <laughs> They're going out of business. I was going to ask, when I heard they were going out of business, my first thought was that you would be in mourning somewhere. But then I realized you've had the same pair for a really long time. So maybe you're why they're going out of business. Maybe, I guess. You should have bought more. Should have bought more. Should have bought more. (laughs) Do you you guys give you grief on the team about your fashion sense? At first they did. Now they're just like, whatever. (laughs) They've given up. Yeah, he's going to be like that for his whole life. I think that that's... Something that I feel like I've seen guys in the locker room really admire about you is that you are who you are. And that, do you feel I like you've, you've changed at all since you came in the NFL? I try not to. I try to stay the same guy and, you know, try to make everybody happy and, you know, just, just bring joy to everybody. Even though if, if I'm having a down day, just try to make somebody happy and it makes my day happy. So that's what I, I try to go through life doing. I was thinking about that, that as much as you talked about that your ability to play multiple positions add adds value to the team i i imagine you are definitely one of the locker room guys that you are a guy that when you scored your first touchdown everyone on the team was so excited for you and i see guys posting videos on social media all the time of you dancing in there doing everything is is that a conscious thing for you is this just who you are Are you trying to kind of be that guy just being goofy you know donovan's over there playing that music and i just go over there and just Boogie down with him, and you know he just starts recording. So I just keep on going with it. You know, just have fun with it. That's pretty great. All right, we still have plenty of time here with Alan Cross. Plenty of time for you to get your questions in for him. Use that hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the More section of the Bucks app, or you can give us a call. Hillsboro eight one three nine nine zero forty six twenty. Pinellas seven two seven four six one forty six twenty, and toll free eight 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 five four six forty six twenty. We'll have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. The dance of the sugar plum fairy. She glides, she twirls, and here comes the best part. Clara and the Nutcracker step down and. Take their seats of honor in a brand new Mercedes-Benz C-Class. The epitome of elegance in motion. Truly, we've never stopped reinventing this classic. Rewrite your holidays at the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event, going on now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer, where you can experience the C-Class or the GLA, the compact SUV that's big on style. Lease the 2019 GLA 250 for $359 a month for 36 months with 3707 due at signing. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. A participating dealers through January 2nd, 2019. Some equipment described as optional. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Euro Cars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Loki Motor Company, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at SuncoastMercedesBenz.com. At Domino's, we're more than pizza, so mix it up with our specialty chicken, stuffed cheesy bread, sandwiches, pastas, medium two-topping pizzas, and more for just $5.99 each, and we'll mix stand-up comedy with a robot. Stuffed cheesy bread and my act have a lot in common. They're both super cheesy. Tough crowd. You can also mix it up with Domino salads, marbled cookie brownie, bread twist, and medium two-topping pizzas. Order any two or more for just five ninety-nine each. Two-item minimum. Bone-in wings, handmade pan pizza, and bread bowl pasta will be extra. You must ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. This is Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a kid, I used to wish someday. 
I'm going to play in the NFL. And I hoped. Someday, I'll be a first-round pick. And I dreamed. Someday, I'll be a pro bowler. Because someday holds so much hope for all of us. As the exclusive hospital of the Buccaneers, Florida Hospital supports everyone who believes in someday. And someday soon, Florida Hospital will be Advent Health. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Bucs team reporter, Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks for being with us on this Monday afternoon. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro. Make sure you're coming here every Monday from 5 to 6. we got a different player here. You can get some autographs, photos, hang out with us. And we can always use your questions, thoughts, comments, all of that. Send those in using hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or you can give us a call. Hillsboro, 813-990-4620. Pinellas, 727-461-4620. And toll-free, 888-546-4620. Uh, we were discussing you being a good locker room guy, and I feel like one of my favorite things that I that I've heard in the locker room is is the nickname that you have. <laughs> so tell us what it, what does everybody call you and why? Uh, I go by Honcho, and Todd Munkin, our OC, gave me the nickname my rookie year. He said I look like he said I look like I would do this what the guy did off Talladega Nights. He said he went under the name Mike Honcho and. Did a thing for Playgirl Magazine. He said I would look like I would do something like that. <laughs> Ever since then, everybody's called me Honcho. It stuck. You like it? Yeah. <laughs> At first, it was, I was like, uh, what, you know, what's, what is that? But now it's like, whatever. And I've got Honcho hats. Now, that's true. You did. You made <laughs> hats that said Honcho and gave yeah. them to a bunch of the guys on the yeah, team. Sure that was. Did. Is this your? This is your new endeavor now. Post football, you have a you have a career in Honcho yeah, hats. Hopefully, you know Honcho wear, Honcho hats, Honcho food, maybe honcho. You know, accessories. You know, <laughs> accessories. I don't know, or whatever. Hunting gear, I don't know. That sounds more feasible for you. Yeah. I feel like the hunting gear. Yeah, hunting gear. You're we'll you're a big fan of hunting, right? Yeah, every now and then when I can, when I can. What do you like to hunt? Uh, my mom used to live on 60 acres, so deer, but she don't live there no more. So, uh, duck hunting. Uh, one of my buddies got land in Arkansas. So oh, cool. Duck hunting. That's sure. pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hear I, a lot of guys talk about you have a really great work ethic, and that you're one of those ver- those guys that is always just earning your spot, trying, you know, incredibly hard, putting in the work, putting in the hours. I know you've sort of cited your, your dad and, and grandpa for, for your work ethic. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about them and, and where that came from and, and your family and, and why you feel like that was something that they bespo- bestowed upon you. Uh, really, it started with my, my papa. Uh, he passed when I was 10, but uh, every morning he would take me to school. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer, but I never never missed a day of school. Uh, you know, he went through all the chemo, did all that, beat it. You know, eventually came back and got him. But uh, I never missed a day. You know, he and he always worked. He worked to the day he died. He always be painting somewhere, doing doing something, literally to the day he died. And then after that, it was just me and my dad, and and just learning from my dad, and learning you know from from his ways, and just going from there, really. And what does your dad call you? <laughs> you, I don't know. Is this a trick question? It is a trick question. No, I it's. Know. I've heard you told me this once before, and you don't remember. Doesn't he call you Sweetie Pie? Oh, I don't know if he, he probably does. He calls me a bunch of different. He calls you. <laughs> no, I want to know what all that is. I remember you telling me that once before, and I think I even read it in an article that when. Yeah, he probably yeah. When he, he watched, he was watching one of your games, and you came on the field, and he said, "Oh, there's old Sweetie yeah, Pie." Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah, he probably did Sweetie Pie, Sugar Booger, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Something like that. And I, I can't imagine this is a common nickname for an NFL player. <laughs> but no. I love tell, – tell me what this says about your dad and maybe your relationship with your dad. I feel like I, I want to know who the man is that raised Alan well, I mean, he's basically just, just me, just 50 years old, the 50-year-old uh, year version of me with a gut, <laughs> you know, with a beer gut. That's him, basically. Uh, you know, when my papa died, you know, literally it was just me and him, and we – we became really close friends, and without him, like I couldn't have got through it. You know, I went through it, went through a real tough time. You know, with my papa being gone, and you know, he he got me through it and put me in football, and football helped me get through it, and we just became real close. So, and did you start playing football around the time that your grandpa the, died? The really, the, that summer he died, I started playing football that next fall. Yeah. Wow! And you think that really is one of the big things that helped yeah, you? Through oh it? yeah, for sure, no doubt. That's crazy to think that. I mean, it was you entered football because of something sad that happened, but then now it's been this huge gift to you. Yeah. 15, That's pretty cool. Fifteen years still going. And 
you're such a chill dude off the field, but you get pretty hype on the field. <laughs> and I always think that's so fun. I love, I love when this yeah. happens. You see guys, how do, who are you during games and outside of games, and how do you make that switch? Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of it – really, it's really a thing inside of everybody. You know, when it's game time, you kind of get that, that hype feeling and butterflies and nervouses and things like – nervouses. Is that even a word? Nervouses? Nope. <laughs> I think <laughs> nervousness nerve, or nervousness, nerves. Nerves. But I think and, you just uh, created a new word that yeah, I like even ner- better. What was it again? No, I don't – you already <laughs> forgot your new word you made. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's really just switches on and it just comes out and you start playing with it. It's really passion, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. You know, everybody plays with passion. And you used to headbutt people before games. Yeah, I did, and I had to get stitches, and then <laughs> Coach Fuente chewed me out, and I never did it since. <laughs> Yeah. I enjoyed that it was you getting chewed out that made you stop, yeah. not the getting stitches. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's very accurate. What yeah. does this say about you in general? I, I don't know. <laughs> I was just being young and dumb. That's what it says, young and dumb. So it was, were you headbutting people with a helmet on usually, uh, and then you forgot it, that no, you – I had it off. I didn't have one on, and they had one on. So you did not have a helmet on and were headbutting people with helmets on. Yeah. And you didn't – did you just not realize you didn't have a helmet on? Did you think it was going to no, be I fine? Knew, I knew it was. I was just that hype. It's that passion, man. It's that passion. You were that excited that yeah. you just – like this, yeah. you, had, them, you couldn't they help was it. Ready, they was ready to go to war, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. They was ready to go. I Okay, so you headbutt him. You headbutt <laughs> a guy. Your head starts bleeding. Yeah. What was your teammate's reaction? They was like, what are you doing? <laughs> And then I was like, what did I just do? What am I doing? <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I couldn't let them know. I was like, I'm fine. And I wiped it off and put my helmet on and just made it worse. It just <laughs> I had to go get like six or seven stitches before the game. And then you went in and played. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was fine. That's ridiculous. So you're just like laid out getting stitches right before the game because you had butted somebody. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. Is that the only time this happened? No, it happened the year before the bowl game. I had to get glued that time. Oh, so, yeah, this really took two times for <laughs> you to learn. Yeah. You seemed so smart until right yeah, now. Well, right now. Now it's like, now what are I'm, you doing? I'm questioning everything. Yeah, uh-huh. That is quite the example of how hype you get before games. Uh, how, what's your outlet now when you can't headbutt? What do you do? I kinda, I'm, I'm chill now. Vontae does his thing now. Vontae's the team hype man, Quan, So. Have you ever given a hype speech? No, uh-uh. I, I'm kind of scared to. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. I would give anything to hear an Alan Cross hype speech. No, Not the headbutting. We don't need that. But yeah, I don't want to go there. It's I, a dark place. <laughs> so you just go and you just let it all. It's, I don't know if you ever just let it out. If you ever just wanted to scream and if you're really excited and just like, yeah, I finally did this. I don't, I don't know if you've ever done that. But it's but pretty great. It's pretty great. That's and amazing. Everybody around you is like, yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling it. And you just feed off them. They feed off you and it just gets louder. And it's, just, it's, it's great. It's a great, great thing. That's amazing. I love it. And then you also, I feel like, are one of these people that has a whole bunch of random skills. That you're just good <laughs> at a lot of random things. Like we were actually talking about this at work. That someone on our PR staff said that they could hear, did you know Alan Cross can do this? And whatever it is, they'd believe it. So really? Wow, that's pretty cool. That's, um, I guess that's good. Yes, I think it's good. I think it's fair. It's better than us saying you're not good at anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so aren't you one of the better ping pong players on the team? Yeah, I would say I'm the top dog. Oh, uh, you're like the top dog. Yeah, Brian Anger's up there with me, but I can get him every now and then. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, what about earlier this year? Didn't you guys play at the end of practice to decide who ran? Yeah. And I you, were the, you were who then offense nominated, yeah, right? Uh-huh, yeah, I, I was real proud of that. I felt like I was nominated for captain. <laughs> Uh, I represented the offense real well that day, for sure. You did. You won, right? Mm-hmm. Sure but then, did. didn't Coach not make anybody run? No, I was like, what are we going to do this for? <laughs> yeah, anyway, it took away from your victory yeah, a little bit? It is what it is. It was, they was probably expecting me to win, so whatever. What, did you just fun. did you get good at ping pong here, or have you played it for a oh, while? So, Jake Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles, he played tennis in high school, and he was our kicker in Memphis, and me and him played every day. And he would whoop my butt every day, but I got better. And playing another guy named Tom Horns before he got there, he was an Australian punter. And he was real good at it and just playing those guys every day. It's kind of good. That's great. And then how are you are in a bowling league. Yeah, about to go right after this. Right after this, you're going bowling. Tell me who's on your team and how this league got formed. Uh, Pewter Report put it together and basically named it after me and Anthony Eau Claire. Uh, basically, it's it's their league, but it's really our league. So I don't know whose league it is. It's everybody's <laughs> league. Everybody's league. Uh, Every man's me, league. It's me, him, Anthony Eau Claire, O.J. Howard, and uh, Donovan Smith. 
And you play against different teams every week? Yep, every week. How have you guys done? Uh, we're one and two. One and two right now. We won our first game last week, the first two weeks. That's exciting. Not so good. Did you, go, did you get pretty excited after that? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we swept them. They didn't want any of it. <laughs> they couldn't they handle couldn't it. They couldn't handle it. On, so of the guys on your team, where do you rank in bowling ability? Um, like the whole team or like my team? Your your bowling team. I, was, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Donovan's probably obviously number one. He's got three of his own balls. He brings his own suitcase, the whole nine. That's ridiculous. Fancy. Fancy. Um, I would say I'm number two or three maybe. You know, it depends on how Anthony's bowling or how OJ's bowling. But two or three maybe. Two or three. I know I'm not the worst. I'll tell you that. And – you and Anthony have such a funny relationship to me because I feel like there could not <laughs> yeah. be two people with a more different background. Yeah. I, I And just hearing you guys talk to each other where you got that, that Tennessee accent and then he's coming in, yeah, the French. I don't know what he's saying <laughs> half the time. I just shake my head and say, yeah, whatever. That's amazing. Well, when we come back, I might need to hear your, oh, uh, yeah, your French sure. and some things that he has taught you. So we still have yeah. one more segment here with Alan Cross. Last chance to get some of those questions in for him. Hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter, the more section of the Bucks app, or you can give us a call. We'll have more from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Football fans, rejoice! Affinity Rewards fueled by Chevron is back and better than ever. Sign up at Affinity.com, start earning points, and score big with game tickets, official team gear, autographed merchandise, and unique experiences with your favorite team. Sign up, start earning, score big. Register at Affinity.com and start earning points today. That's A-F-A-N-I-T-Y dot com to register. See program rules for details. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Giants on Sunday, November the 18th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon, kickoff at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from GEICO is not. Visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local GEICO office today. Billy's Internet costs too much dough for slow uploads that drain his side hustle flow. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds five and a half times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 90 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com slash FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. When you look around, you might feel pride is in short supply these days. Everything's being disrupted. But Ford has been around for 115 years, and we know the only constant is change. So, disruption? Yeah, it's what we do every day. You see, we still take pride in what we build and how we build. We even take pride in taking pride. And the world could use more of that right now. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why do it at all? Build Ford proud. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Thanks for being with us again on this Monday evening. We're here at Hooters on Hillsboro every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. with a different player. Come say hi. Come get some autographs, take some photos. And uh, we still have this last little segment here with Alan Cross, who's been awesome. And last chance for you guys to get some of your questions in for him. Hashtag Bucks Radio on Twitter. The more section of the Bucks app or give us a call. So right before break, we were talking about you and Anthony Auclair. Mm-hmm. And I love that you all are in the same position group being so different. Uh, and I heard well, multiple things. You said you took four years of French. Yep. And speak exactly how much of it? <laughs> no, I don't remember anything. You got nothing. <laughs> nothing. And the last two years were honors French. Wow. <laughs> So were you good at it then and have just forgotten? I was I wouldn't say good, I was okay. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't good enough to carry on a conversation, but I could could kind of understand what was going on though. So has Anthony taught you anything or have no, you tried? No, he taught Cam more than me because I really don't care. <laughs> Cuz he gets he gets to rolling and I'm like, dude, I don't know what. You, I don't even know where where you started. I don't even know where to start. So And you you've got like what could you say right now in French? Yeah, you know, basics, bonjour, je m'appelle Allen. I feel like we need to get him to teach you some because that that Tennessee accent with (laughs) with French has got to be just beautiful. Oh, it definitely is for sure. It's got a nice, just rolls out the tongue. And I heard you guys were having a debate about whether or not Canadian bacon was a real thing. Uh, Well, that's up to y'all. That's something y'all can call in and say. (laughs) 
because apparently in Canada, it's ham. <laughs> it's just we're only calling get, it Canadian bacon because we're not Canadian. They get mad. He got mad. He the got first, mad. The first time we brought it up, he was like, hey, no such, is no such thing as Canadian bacon. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's, it's in Kroger down the street. Or Pub- yeah, Publix. I got Publix. Kroger back home. I was like, yeah, it's in Publix down the street. We'll go pick it up. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah, that sounds just like Sounds like Dracula. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So he says because it's just, we call it yeah. Canadian bacon, but it's, it's just ham. ham. It's just ham. And you, you were willing to argue with this? Yeah, I got, it's been over a year. We've been arguing about the same thing over a year. Do you so. think he needs to get fined for this? No, he does not. No? We've already fined him. For, for plenty of things. So yeah. for people who don't know the Titans room, this is my favorite thing. You guys fine each other for what you consider unacceptable behavior. This is very true, yes. is, Was that a good definition of what you I get got, fined for? I got fined because, so Penn played Harvard this week, mm-hmm. and obviously Cam is a Harvard grad, mm-hmm. and Fitzy, and Justin is a Penn grad, Justin Watson. And so I felt the need to, t- to uh, take his side, and I wore Penn stuff <laughs> on Saturday, and I got fined for that. because For not taking for the not tight end side. side. Ooh, that's fair. But I took it as a man. Cause <laughs> Justin took your fine help. like a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What are some other things you can get fined for? Really anything. Uh, <laughs> that seems sensitiv- terrifying. A sensitivity fine. If you want to argue, it's, oh, you want to be sensitive? Sensitive fine. Oh my! You want to be fifty dollars? Just you know things like that. That's amazing. And what happens to the money? Uh, we we all have a big tight end dinner at the uh, casino. That's amazing. Yeah, so all, it all it all goes to food to feed all of you guys is yeah. it, at the end of the season, or when does yeah, it? Yeah, really, just when everybody's got time. Just. Go have a good time and just relax and enjoy each other. So it's sort of an incentive to find people so that the dinner can be more awesome. You got that right. I've got this figured you out now. What is, in your opinion, the funniest thing someone's gotten fined for since you've been here? Tevin Westbrook got fined for using the athletic trainer's bathroom one time. <laughs> yep, that was probably the funniest. And it doesn't have a toilet seat. <laughs> and he did, and you, it's, you know, you're supposed to do number one in there because it's their, you know, it's everybody's their thing. Yeah, it's their thing, but he didn't. That sounds do. like a very deserved fine. And that was probably the funniest since I've been here for sure. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> what do you get to decide fines or does, uh, is it Cam, Ben Steele? It's really Cam. Oh, He's it's Cam always, now. Yeah, Luke. When Luke was here, there's Luke. Luke and Brandon Myers, they were the guy. And then, and well, so whoever the elder statesman yeah, in the room is. I kind of try to do it, and Cam's like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, he starts speaking all proper and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, that right, Harvard gotta, language. Like, yeah, Harvard language. So it sounds like you have a language barrier with multiple people multiple in people. your tight end room. It's so hard. It's hard. You got the French guy. You got the Ivy League guy. Yeah, really. You need you another down-home southern tight end. I got OJ. Me and OJ That's true. And, and Tanner even, sort yeah, of. Ta- yeah, he's from, uh, I th- he's from Tennessee. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so that th- are you guys? That's sort of helping yep. sway mm-hmm. the tide there. Yeah. You guys have a lot of very different personalities. I think it's yeah, easy to establish it in is. that room. It really is. So tell me about some of these personalities and how this all meshes together in the tight end room. Well, we all get along. You know, we're all like brothers in there. And and Coach Steele, Coach so Coach Steele was basically the GA my rookie year when Embo Coach Embry was there, and then he kind of took he took over as the tight ends coach. So it's we've all really been together, and we so we've all built this big relationship. Really, me, him, and Cam, and these past two years with him and OJ and, and Ant, and now this year with Tanner. So it's just one big family in there for sure. That's awesome. And I imagine you are you are the class clown of the room. Is that uh, fair? Yeah. Tanner and Tanner and Ant kind of rattle off funny things every now and then for sure. And OJ and, you know, Cam's just sitting over there finding people for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the dictator of the room. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's amazing. Who else on the team overall besides just tight end room uh, would be – Kind of in your line of enjoying making everybody laugh, being a little bit of the class clown. Who else on the team has that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Gerald's a pretty funny guy. He does funny things. Uh, JPP is funny when he gets to going talking. You know, <laughs> he, he gets he, to going. Yeah, he does, man. He gets to talking. He's just, uh, just, he's just funny to listen to. That's you know, great. Funny things. So, there's a lot of different guys, really, for sure. That's pretty great. Uh, so I, I, when you were growing up, you said you didn't start playing football until you were about 10. Did you grow up rooting for any NFL teams or football teams? Uh, I guess I'd say the Colts. Peyton Manning was my favorite player, so I, I'd say the Colts. Did you get a chance to go against no, him? No, so your, oh. my rookie year was the year before. His last year, uh, my rookie year was the year after his last year. Oh. Was say. And we played Denver that year, but Paxson – was a quarterback, so he was. That's true. That had to be fun for you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Not quite, not quite your not Peyton quite Manning Peyton guy, but Manning, but it was it was Paxton, so it was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Have you had any 
starstruck moments in the NFL for you when you walk out on the field and you're like, oh, my gosh, they're so-and-so? Uh, Von Miller, my rookie year, uh, going up against him, that was, you know, I was like, oh, God. He, he wasn't big. I was like, man, you're not that big, but he's sure Did you say fat. this to him? No, it's oh, You head. said that like you said it to no, him. No, I was like, man, you sure ain't big. Yeah. Come on, bring it. No, it wasn't like that. No, I also is. just want to point out that you impersonating yourself got more <laughs> Southern. <laughs> you. I'm done. I'm done. I'll see you. I'm done. That was incredible. Making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> I think you were show. making fun of you. <laughs> So, okay, so Von Miller, who else yeah, were you starstruck by? Uh, first training camp, I was in slot. And I, you know, I had like a little flat, flat route. You know, they put the rookie in on the flat route, whatever. <laughs> and I was in the slot, of, and Vincent Jackson was on my left. Mike Evans was on my right, and, you know, Jameis was a quarterback and everybody. So that was, that was a real cool moment. That is cool. Did you, did you have any moments where it's like you knew you belonged in the NFL? I think a lot of guys, especially ones who either, like I've talked about this with Ali Marpet being a D3 yeah. guy, like yeah. guys that were not drafted high, weren't the conventional route into the NFL that mm-hmm. a lot of people question, like, oh, how are they going to yeah. be able to, to hang with everybody? Did you have a moment like that of, like, you made a play and you're like, look at this, like, I can play in the NFL? Uh, I mean, I've, pr- I've probably a couple blocks, you know, good lead blocks during the games. Uh, I think uh, Kansas City, I had a good game, and, you know, that, that, was, that was a good feeling. Green Bay. Had a couple of good blocks, and so I, I feel like just just really springing the running back. I, I feel like that's when I'm like, you know, this this is for me. I, I belong here. That's huge. Did you get to keep the football that you yeah, scored that a, touchdown? It's at the house. My dad put it in the glass case, so he got it. That's that's awesome. In your house. In my. In your my house, house that your dad lives in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's listening, it's my house, Dad. My house. <laughs> Papa. Mine, Papa. Uh, was that your favorite moment of your career? You think that touchdown? Yeah, so far, uh, I would say, uh, yeah. Probably the biggest moment in my career, for sure. So for you guys going into New York this weekend, you, you're, it's going to be a little cold. Is this uh, is? It this, is? is yeah. Oh, how cold? Do, I mean, like 30s to like uh, low 40. All right. You can handle that. Yeah, we could do it for one game. I mean, for the, one game. The Kansas City game was um, was pretty cold my rookie year. So and Green Bay was pretty cold. So we could do it. I feel like. Maybe, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> you, hopefully they got the heaters. Do, do you like playing in the cold or no? Uh, not too cold. 30s is, is pretty cool. I could do 50s. I could do 50s. All right. We got about 30 seconds left, so tell me one thing you feel like the offense really is going to need to do this week to turn things back around. Don't turn the ball over and just run the ball and be on the same page and, you know, just have fun with it. Have fun with it. I love that. Well, Alan, thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciated it, and uh, I know everyone loves hearing from you. You heard you were, you're just such a fan favorite. Yeah, Everybody loves Alan Cross. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Cool. I love it. Well, thanks to all of you for listening. We're here every Monday from 5 to 6 at Hooters on Hillsboro. Hope you guys come check it out. We have a different player here every week. We've also got Coach's Show Friday afternoons. We're going to have more from Hooters next week here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. The world moves faster every day. It's easy to think this fast-forward future is for others, that new opportunities aren't for you. But you know better. Life isn't passing you by because you know how to own your time and make it work for your future. Rasmussen College can help you get there. Flexible, affordable programs. Start-to-finish support. The degree you need. The future you want. At the speed of life. It's your time. Visit rasmussen.edu. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Giants on Sunday, November the 18th. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at noon, kickoff at 1 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Putting a winning lineup together is tough. Getting a quote from GEICO is not. Visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO or contact your local GEICO office today. So you're homesick and uploading pics of your kitten is all you want to do. But when your cable is slow, it's like your internet took a sick day too. Now's the time to get Fios by Frontier with upload speeds five and a half times faster than Spectrum. Our triple play bundle is now just 90 bucks a month before taxes and fees with no annual contract. Visit Frontier.com slash FL today for upload speed comparison and complete offer details. You've got a friend on the digital frontier. Limited time offer. Equipment fees, surcharges, taxes, and other fees are subject to change. Frontier terms and conditions apply. Service subject to availability. This is Gerald McCoy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As a kid, I used to wish. Someday, I'm going to play in the NFL. And I hoped. Someday, I'll be a first-round pick. And I dreamed. Someday, I'll be a pro bowler. 
because someday holds so much hope for all of us. As the exclusive hospital of the Buccaneers, Florida Hospital supports everyone who believes in someday. And someday soon, Florida Hospital will be Advent Health. When you look around, you might feel pride is in short supply these days. Everything's being disrupted. But Ford has been around for 115 years, and we know the only constant is change. So, disruption? Yeah, it's what we do every day. You see, we still take pride in what we build and how we build. We even take pride in taking pride. And the world could use more of that right now. Because if you don't believe in what you're doing, why do it at all? Build Ford Proud. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Fios puts you in the game. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks, your friend on the digital frontier. Join us again next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint, celebrating 35 years of delightfully tacky fun. This is 620 WDAE St. Petersburg and 95.3 FM, home of the best Bucks coverage.